Welcome to the latest episode of the Catalyst Health and Wellness Coaching Podcast. My name is Brad Cooper, and I'll be your host. And today's episode is in response to a question we get probably about as much as any other question from either current coaches or those who are on the fence and they wonder if they go this route, well, then what? Kind of where's that strategy piece fit in? Today's episode is all about that strategy. And our guest, Chris Hughes, you couldn't find somebody better for this. Let me tell you a little bit about Chris. Chris brings a unique perspective to her role as a certified health and wellness coach. She earned her master's degree from the University of Illinois and has been a licensed architect and commercial interior designer working for over 25 years in the healthcare industry as a design professional. In 2009, Chris was looking for more balance in her life and decided to pursue her wellness coach certification from the Catalyst Coaching Institute, and she's been coaching ever since, so a little over 10 years. Chris will actually be one of our guest speakers at the Rocky Mountain Coaching Retreat and Symposium that's taking place in September. She'll be part of the business track option if that's something that, that strikes a chord for you. Now, just a side note to that, keep in mind the deep discount for the early registration, it goes away here pretty soon. So if that's something you've been thinking about, don't wait. <laughs> Check that out because it's a, it's a huge discount. But whether or not you decide to attend the retreat, Strategy is a key element for all of us, and it is absolutely my pleasure to welcome Chris Hughes to the podcast today, and I know you're going you're gonna to love this stuff. With that, let's jump in to the latest episode of the Catalyst Health and Wellness Coaching Podcast. Chris, so good to have you here today. We're going to be talking strategy. We have a lot of coaches that are wanting to hear about this topic. Just out of the gate, you've been a wellness coach for close to a decade. You know the profession, you know the industry extremely well. When it comes to coaches growing either their independent business or expanding participation, maybe they're within an organization, expanding participation within the organization, what are some of the things you've mm -hmm. noticed? Well, thank you, Brad, for having me. It's an honor to be here today. And uh, yes, I, I feel like I've been in the industry a long time but it is an ever-changing industry. And so, um, so I'm always working just like everyone else to keep up um, with what's new and exciting in the industry. I will say that when it comes to growing your business, coaches, working with coaches is such an amazing group of people. We are all so passionate about being in this industry. And I think we've followed our hearts into the industry, right? Yeah. And um, so I find, though, that that can be a blessing and a curse at the same time. Sometimes coaches are so hyper-focused on being great coaches, you know, serving their clients, mm -hmm. that sometimes, I think they sometimes forget they're running a business. It's kind of like that old adage where, you know, people say doctors are great at treating patients, <laughs> but maybe not always a, the best businessmen or best businesswomen, you know? Great um, example. Um, when, when I talk about that, I guess I'm always talking about two sides. There's the operational side of business, but then there's what we're here to talk about today, which is the strategic side of business. Um, and that's, um, and, and sometimes we, we struggle with both of those, um, sometimes only one of them. Excellent. Excellent lead in. So why strategic planning? Oh, great question. It's pulling back from the day to day and doing that big picture thinking so that you find your true north. You find the why. Why am I in this business? You know, what, what drives me? What, what makes this all work for me? And by doing that, you know, after you've done the work for the strategic planning, and we'll talk a little bit more about that throughout the podcast, um, 
I mean, it, it does some very basic things for you. It helps you become more effective in your business, better performance, right? When you know why you're doing this, what drives you, right. um, what you're up against, um, you can become better performer. You know, your mission is clearer and more enhanced. And again, when you have clear vision for yourself, you can guide yourself so much quicker and so much easier to better decision making and um, a better, firmer direction. You know, it honors when you're honoring your what what is important to you, when you're honoring what's important to you and what your values are, that also kind of, again, that true north. And so I guess the other thing with the effective piece that I wanted to say is when an organization um, is responding proactively to things, you're able to have better decision-making, right? You're not just responding. So, you know, for example, our industry has so much change right now. Um, there's national board certification. There's all these different things going on. And if you are just kind of waiting in the wings to see what comes at you, it's really going to affect how you respond versus if you see these things coming and say, okay, I may see this as an opportunity or a threat, but um, oftentimes there's both sides of the coin, right? So you can take something that you've maybe come at and say, well, I'm not board certified yet. This may be a threat to me. Um, you can often look at the flip side of the coin and find opportunity within there as well. Very good. Yeah. And so um, again, more, more of why strategic planning, you can become more efficient, right? Again, you, that true north drives you and you're not doing things that don't align with that vision. You have better understanding of your company and yourself. So it guides that strategy and development and implementation. And, you know, and, and ultimately bottom line, it helps you make better decisions. Mm -hmm. I think, I think those are some of the reasons that I see strategic planning being so critical. Excellent. Excellent. I'm so intrigued by your background. You have a master's degree in architecture. And that, that <laughs> How did I get very, here, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, the perspective that brings to the whole vision and guiding your goals and then moving to actions. Can you talk a little bit about that connection and some of the lessons you've learned from your background in architecture that you've brought into coaching and strategic planning and, and those aspects? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, it sounds like an un likely place to start, but um, actually it's, it's amazing how natural the progression was. Sure. Um, over 25 years in the design industry, architecture and design, um, and I've worked in healthcare, high tech, and corporate design industries. And um, I just think, honestly, that experience in design is so aligned with being a coach and then also the strategic planning piece that we're talking about today. You know, design is all about big picture thinking, right? You're um, asking your client, you know, what's your vision? What's, let's talk about where you want to go, what you want to create, what kind of environment you're trying to um, create for your occupants. And ask your job as the designer is to ask the right questions and help guide them through the process of goal implementation, right? Creating goals for the space design and then ultimately, um, and maybe most importantly, how to execute those goals, how to keep them on track and execute them so that they can see the results they're looking for. And that is exactly what we're talking about here with strategic planning. And that's why in my career as well, 
I've done, um, and I've been very fortunate to work some, with some incredible companies to do help them with their strategic planning as well. I've both sat in on large healthcare organizations, strategic planning processes, and then I've also done for some uh, high-tech corporations like Keysight Technologies and things like that. Uh, I've worked with them as well to um, run and uh, facilitate their strategic planning sessions. It just was a very natural progression for me to become a coach in life. And then also, I think, you know, this uh, strategic planning piece has really become a big part of my business uh, along the way. And they they all align, right? All three of these uh, things we're talking about. Very interesting. So if we start macro and, and we can, you can take this either or both independent coach trying to build their business or a coach within an organization trying to enhance what they're doing for their employees. Are there some tips you can provide our listeners about how to effectively approach the whole vision planning execution process? Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's so much I can share, um, more than we can share today on this call. But <laughs> I would say, um, and, and you brought up a really good point. It, it really doesn't matter if you're a company of one, a powerful company of one or a company of 100. You know, every company needs to do the same work. If, if you're a, a sole proprietor and you're saying, hey, this, this all sounds like sort of big corporate kind of stuff, it's not at all. And so I, I encourage you to be very open to the strategic planning process for yourself. So I would say for the visioning, planning, and execution process, at a macro level. I'd say start with your resources. Start with bringing in your team. And by that, I mean big picture thinking really happens best in groups. We all know that. Like We build off each other's ideas. Uh, We learn from each other when we have dialogues. So don't try to do this in a silo. Bring in, ask friends, ask peers, others that are are also coaches with you. Ask mentors. Ask people completely outside of your industry, folks that know nothing about coaching. Um, You'd sometimes be amazed at what they can bring to the table in these discussions because they think from through a whole different lens. You know, they see through a whole different lens. Mm, Good. Um, So I would say that's maybe the first thing to do is pull those resources. Next, I would say set aside time for thinking about the business and this this strategic planning. And and by time, I mean real uninterrupted time. I think so often today, it's like, okay, you want to do this? Let's take, you know, I have an hour uh, at lunch tomorrow. Let's do it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you, you can't think strategically like that. You really need to separate yourself from your environment. You really need to... Um, you know, it needs minimum a half a day. And I really encourage clients a full day of uninterrupted focus time. And, and oftentimes, you know, a lot of clients do this in a retreat type of scenario. They're completely away from the day to day. So they're not checking emails every five minutes. They say, I am out of office and I am focused on this because it's this big picture thinking that it really does require um, a lot of energy. It's that, uh, you know, that urgent, unimportant stuff that they talk about, that Covey talks about to really get that big picture thinking done. So that's the next thing is that uninterrupted time. And then I think, you know, ultimately, like we were saying, the, the, the true purpose and reason of doing all this is 
to find your company's why, to help you develop that true north as a company, because by doing that, you create vision, you create mission, then you find, you know, your objectives, create an action plan. It all, it all flows into one another. And that's kind of going to lead, you know, set you up for success, right? Um, What we're all trying to do is have more successful businesses. And and we do that by sort of honoring ourselves and, and how we're unique. So good, Chris. I just, I was making notes here. The setting the time aside, that is your point there of us. We're just in that constant, urgent, but not important quadrant that mm-hmm. just runs mm-hmm. our lives. And so we never do anything important. We get our checklist done, but we never do anything that really matters. So very, very, very powerful. How about on a micro level? What, what, you know, applying similar concepts to actual coaching of an individual client, do those mm-hmm. concepts also apply? Oh, absolutely. Right. It's the same thing. You just bring it down, bring it down, bring that lens in, right? As coaches, what do we do every day? We're always stepping back and assessing our clients in what they're truly saying, not just what they're telling us, right? But what they're saying. And, and I always say to people, um, being a wellness coach is a thinking man's game. Mm. Right? It's sort of, you know, your, your job is to use your critical coaching skills to help them to plan smart goals for themselves, to help them understand their why, help to them understand, help them understand what's important to them, that cream on the top of the coffee. It, it, I always call it, you know, it's that, that thing on the top that truly, truly matters to them and help them to execute that in their day-to-day life, those goals in their day-to-day life. And so we're doing the same thing. We're planning, uh, we're assessing, we're planning, and we're creating goals that you want to put into action. We're doing that day-to-day with our clients. So good. So last one on this concept here, uh, uh, probably about half of the folks listening or maybe slightly over half are people that are they're pondering the idea of, pursuing wellness coaching is either an adjunct and add on mm-hmm. to their current career mm-hmm. or something they want to do on the side or, a, or, or yeah, like I do. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So could right. you take these concepts and help that person utilize them in making that decision? Oh, absolutely. Right. You know, this is exactly it. Strategic planning. This applies to life. Uh, it's a great way to conduct that self-exploration and weigh your options about either a career change or a career addition. And I feel like, you know, the modern world, we're sort of Renaissance men and women, you know, we, you don't have to define yourself by being one thing. Mm. And so um, if, if the stars align, right, if in, that's where for me, for example, how I saw that connection between, you know, the design work I do in the facilitation and strategic planning work I do in the coaching, mm-hmm. uh, you find that alignment and you say, you know, I feel like I'm doing much the same thing, but just through a different conduit. You know, I, I, I really encourage folks that are on the fence um, with respect to what, you know, what they're thinking about changes in their profession and, um, or, or maybe even c- contemplating, am I in the right place, right? Am I doing the right thing? And should I not make a change? Right. Um, the strategic planning process is so powerful in those areas. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's get into a specific tool. I, I know you've referenced some things when we've chatted before in some of your presentations called a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. 
Can you talk yes. the audience through that process, how to apply it? Uh, again, not on, not on an expansive basis, but at least for them to be able to kind of jump into it or if they jump on Google and they look at it, they can get, a, get their arms around it. Just for those that may not be familiar with the traditional SWOT analysis. Yes, absolutely. So SWOT is an acronym, S-W-O-T. Okay, so it stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, Threats. Everybody's business has those factors to consider. So a SWOT analysis is a working session. It's so much fun. You know, I pull out all the sticky notes, get a big, huge wall, (laughs) (laughs) you know, a bunch of Sharpies. You get everybody in the room, your team that we talked about at the beginning of this process, the the mentors, the colleagues, the friends, you know, whatever. You all get in your room and pull out the sticky notes and you just set a timer and work independently. And what you find is you just stick them up on the wall and you say, so you create an S, a strength op, uh, location, an opportunities location, a weaknesses location, and a threats location on the wall. And you just stick up the stickies. Okay. And then you go through the timer and, and it's okay if there's duplications, you just, you do this off the cuff. Right. And so in that process, I find it so fascinating that when you're done, you basically, you spend a few minutes to rearrange them and you find where there's likenesses where people say, boy, you're, you know, six different people in this room said that your company or you as a strength have this in common, right? And it's like that reinforces that strength. But what often happens as well is individuals from your group will find opportunities or strengths that you never knew you had. Mm. And you're sitting there going, whoa, you know, this is really cool. You know, <laughs> I never really, like I sort of, again, that perspective, you're looking through your own lens at yourself and your business. And this process just opens up for people the ability for you to see what others see in you, right? And then this is where I think I mentioned this earlier in our discussion today. You often look at the other side of the coin. So you say, oh, you know, for example, somebody saw this as a threat. I, I maybe, this is my own business. I saw the national board certification as a threat to me. Then the group as a whole comes up with, well, what would be the flip side of the coin for that? What might be some opportunities in that area? For me, and it's amazing again when those minds come together. What great opportunities you can find! So it becomes you just organize all the cards, and then in the end, it, it really helps create a lot of clarity for you. And then later on in the strategic planning process, you use this information in different ways, but it helps create clarity for who you are, where you shine bright, and where you know you say, "Okay, I got to look out for this. I've got you know." maybe some threats in this location, but that's okay because I'm going to look at the flip side of the coin and see where that might be opportunity as well. So my favorite part so far is, and I'm, I'm guessing our audience is laughing at this a little bit. They're thinking, they came into this thinking, uh, strategy, uh, planning, and you're so excited about this. Like I'm excited about it. <laughs> like, I'm going to go do some strategic planning. This is awesome. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> it's so much fun because it, it's like that creative side of you comes out and you, you find these opportunities for yourself where you're like, I never even knew I had opportunity right. there. Right. You know? And so opening your mind is just a really powerful tool. And like you said, we spend so much of our day in the weeds, all of us that it's, it's hard sometimes to get to this place. 
Well, and I think you have so many people that are creative. They are energetic. That's, that's who's drawn to coaching is the people that yes. they, they love that piece and they look at something like strategic planning or SWOT analysis and they go, uh, and it just like drains them. <laughs> but when you hear you talking about it, you start thinking, oh yeah, that could be, that could be kind of fun. That could be cool. So yes. nice job. Yeah. Good work. All right. So you <laughs> talk a lot about branding. Usually when people think branding, they're like Pepsi, Coke, you know, Ford, Chevy, that kind of stuff. What do you mean sure. when you're talking about branding okay. and, and why as a coach, independent coach or within your organization, is it important to, to brand yourself? Really good question. And that's exactly what we think of, right? We think of the big Fortune 500 companies spending billions of dollars on getting their marketing out in front of us right? But it doesn't have to be that. Branding is, it, it's the promotion of a product or a company, right? And through advertising or distinctive design. So, you know, I, I'm focusing right now on the distinctive design piece. It's that brand recognition, right? Like you're saying, Coke or Pepsi, we, brand recognition, Ford or Chevy, brand recognition. But it doesn't have to be for big Fortune 500 companies. And you don't have to spend millions of dollars. It can be do, done on a shoestring budget. What it is, is the bow on the top of the package mm. that puts it all together, that puts you out there in the market. It shows professionalism, right? It, it, it sends a consistent image to your clients and tells them who you are. All they have to do is look at your email signature or your logo and they immediately know what you stand for, who you are. They have snap decisions about, quite honestly, when people look at your branding, they immediately say, do I have trust in this company? Mm. Do I have respect for this company? Do, would I feel comfortable interacting with this company? Um, it, it says so much about you. And so I think that's a piece of this whole puzzle that a lot of companies especially small companies, like we're saying, uh, individuals with their own wellness coaching business. You know, you think, why do I need to brand myself? You know, I'm just one person. I'm just going to put my signature at the bottom of my email with my name. And, you know, that's, that's good enough. But, you know, it, like we're talking about, if you put that bow on that package and put it out there in the world, you're perceived in a very different way. The level of professionalism, the way in which individuals are attracted to you as a, uh, as a potential partner for them. That's such a great so analogy. It, yeah. yeah. The bow in the package. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a piece of the puzzle that I really encourage everyone to, to not sort of let stand behind But at the same time, you got to do the work of the strategic planning before you figure out your branding. Because right. if you don't know who you are and what your true North is as a company, you have no idea what your branding should look like. But if you do have that, it, it, it sort of, it creates it for itself almost. I don't know how else to say that. Like the, it all comes together very well. The branding, you have true purpose and, and your purpose is clear. Very, very well said. And in the way you bring those two together is outstanding. So let's, let's flip just a little bit here. We always like to find out from our, from our guests, like what's going on in your life on the wellness side. So not, not, not presenting the, we got it all together, but what's an area that you've been kind of struggling with that you wouldn't mind sharing with the audience in terms of any category? It could be life balance, sleep, nutrition, exercise, whatever. Mm -hmm. Giving our, our audience a little peek into our guests. 
Well, I would say top for me lately is tennis. I have found at 51 years old, my passion in life. I love tennis. I had not played for 40 years. I had lessons when I was a really young kid. (laughs) A friend of mine told me she was taking a tennis class and invited me to join her to do that class with her. I was like, I haven't taken tennis in 40 years. I'm not going to take a class. And she said, no, it's a beginner class. So I signed up for it and immediately fell in love. But the challenge part, right? Um, I will say the thing that has been so interesting for me is I've really wanted to progress very quickly. And because I had that background from when I was very, very young, I had some sort of muscle memory or something in me that allowed me to really progress pretty quickly. But there's been some obstacles along the way. And so I signed up for a lot of tennis classes as well as a weight training speed agility class uh, for tennis, all that sideward side sideward motion yeah, and yeah. you know all of that and so um that helps a ton and so the muscle memory is coming back i'm enjoying it and i'm actually last night i was online registering with usta to get on a a 3-0 league so nice. i'm really excited and uh yeah it's been it's been just a wonderful thing for me and i've been saying to myself where has tennis been all all my life you know these last 40 years but at the same time, I'm just thrilled that I've rediscovered it and uh, that it's in my life. So, so that's kind of what's going on there. Now I, lo- I just had lunch with somebody the other day that described it the same way you did. Hadn't played, jumped back in, fell totally in love, and it, it's, it's their focus. I won't tell oh, your absolutely. husband about, about how passionate you are about tennis, that it's your... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. It's great. So just, you can play it for life, too. You, you can. Well, and, and the point I yeah. made this weekend at a talk was you can play tennis for your entire life for the cost of one round of golf. So that's a nice advantage. <laughs> um, exactly. There you go. <laughs> so there are advantages. So just kind of wrapping things up, again, thinking you have two different, generally, two different groups of folks listening to you, some that are on the fence about, should I even go into wellness coaching? It sounds kind of interesting. It sounds like me, but I just, I don't know. And the other group, they're coaching already. They're, they might even be nationally board certified, but they're looking to grow professionally. Any kind of closing words of advice? This doesn't have to be strategic planning oriented. Just closing words of advice for A, the person on the fence, B, the person that is just looking to enhance their career, grow professionally, and, and, and enhance essentially what they're doing with their profession. Yeah. I would encourage all of those people to consider this process of strategic planning. Also, I offer strategic planning sessions, but it's something that I really encourage individuals to explore. Like you're saying, do I make a career change or how do I grow my business? You know, all of these kinds of big life questions, this process is, uh, is tremendously helpful. And I always like to close with this one piece. The gentleman that wrote uh, Built to Last, Mm -hmm. um, James Collins and Jerry Porras, I think, are the gentlemen who wrote that. Um, They talk about a big, hairy, audacious goal. Mm -hmm. And I always love to throw this out there because it's just such a silly, you know, a silly thing, but um, the way they call it. But it's like this, this idea of, you know, sometimes if you don't dream the dream, it's just like athletes, any kind of athletic thing that you talk about or athlete, athletic goals. If you don't put it out there, this big, hairy, audacious goal, you will never get it, right? But if you dream big, 
you are can often be so amazed by the results you can see uh, and the results you achieve with that those that big picture thinking and really putting yourself out there to say, hey, you know what? I'm not putting any limitations on myself. Mm. I'm not going to let anybody define who I am or what I uh, what my company stands for. I'm going to just dream big, and and um, it's amazing the results you can see when you do that. Fantastic. Fantastic. What a great way to close. Thank you again for joining us. So many valuable insights and we'll keep building from here. Sounds great, Brad. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And you had no idea strategic planning was so exciting, did you? (laughs) No, seriously, Chris Hughes, wonderful job. Appreciate her so much. And it's real stuff, folks. You know, I've got some decent experience with strategic planning. I've got an MBA. I've run a couple of companies. But the process Chris described, that's exactly how we do it. With our organization, it's an annual and sometimes as often as quarterly process. And it's powerful. So if you haven't done it before, just go through the steps Chris talked about. Again, she'll be speaking at the retreat if that's something you decide to, to join us for. There's going to be two options there. There'll be a business track for those of you who are trying to build your coaching business or enhance what's going on with your organization. And there's going to be a coaching track for those that are wanting to focus more on their coaching skills. And we're going to let you mix and match. If you want to get a little, like if you're like, oh man, I want to focus on my coaching, but I definitely want to hear Chris. You're, you're going to have that opportunity too. You can, you can kind of go back and forth as you go through this. If you're not familiar with the details, you can go to catalystcoachinginstitute.com. Go to the retreat dropdown and it's got all the details. We've priced it, especially if you get registered within the early registration deadline. It's incredibly affordable. A, we priced it pretty low, but we also are hosting it at the YMCA of the Rockies, which allows you to keep your housing and your food frankly, as low as you've ever seen it for any conference you've ever been to. So take a look at that. Really cool opportunity. We've created it. So it is both a symposium where you'll earn CEUs, you can get 17 CEUs, but you can also, you will also have plenty of opportunity to get re-energized and rejuvenated and spend time with other folks or spend time by yourself going for hikes, sitting on a rock and journalizing, whatever it is, in an absolutely beautiful, beautiful part of the country. That's my quick highlight on the retreat. Hope it works out for you. But again, just want to say thank you to Chris Hughes. As we kind of wrap this thing up, just another reminder, keep helping folks work toward better. We we tend to emphasize that best self in our industry, and that just can get overwhelming. You know, best self is just so far out there that we sit there and we go, eh, never mind, I'll never get there. But if we can encourage each other, encourage our clients, our family members, our community members, whoever it is that we're spending time with to move toward better, that's one step. That's, that's something that we can all achieve. And the cumulative effect of that is so powerful. Thanks for joining us. I'll look forward to chatting with you soon on the next episode of the Catalyst Health and Wellness Coaching Podcast.